Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Welcome back to the same old Arsenal podcast. I hope you're all well. Trying to bring you some more content this week, extra content this week. Uh, trying to do a show each day, if possible. A new one that we've added in for Thursday at half past 11 in the morning that you'll be able to catch up on by watching it, I would imagine. But I'll be speaking to Kevin Campbell. We called it the lowdown. So we'll be speaking to Kevin Campbell about his thoughts about Arsenal Football Club as it stands at the moment. That's Thursday at half 11. Uh, Tonight, me and Dan are going to talk about what we think will be the ultimate Premier League eleven. Dan, how are you, sir? Good, mate. Yeah, little last-minute substitution. Mark couldn't make it, so I had nothing else better to do than talk to you, Craig. So I thought I'd jump on and uh, talk Thank you very about much the indeed. Old, uh... that's, that's yeah, very nice, that's isn't it? it? Yeah, I'm, no, I'm um, glad. That, more than happy. I'm glad that I'm your your go-to if you've got nothing got... else better to do. That <laughs> the second best, mate. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Oh well, no, sure. it's, I'm um... used... <laughs> no, it's, it's a pleasure. And it's, it's something I'm interested in because it's always a good debate, mate. And there's always different opinions on who should be what position and what formation we should pick and all this. So that'll be interesting, mate. Well, we're going to do it. A, 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 we're going to do it a different kind of a different little way. We're not just going to sit here and name out names. What I've done is I've downloaded a graphic from the BBC website. So all credit to this picture is, for, is to the BBC website. Uh, this was the team that was voted for back in two, uh, 2017, this one. So it is up on the screen. That is That was voted by the supporters. Uh, Schmeichel in goal, Ashley Cole left back, Terry and Ferdinand in the middle, Gary Neville at right back, Scholes and Gerrard in the middle, Giggs on the left wing, Ronaldo on the right wing, uh, Henri and Shearer up front. Now, of course, there's been a lot, we've seen a lot more players since then, a lot more quality players not saying that those players on the screen there weren't quality because they were, every single one of them in their own right. But since 2017, we've seen a lot more players 
come to play in the Premier League. And to be honest with you, Dan, I think we've been quite... I think we've been quite spoiled over the years with the quality mm. of player we've had in the Premier League. Would you agree with that? Oh, listen, it's the best league in the world for a reason. It's because the quality comes to that league. And I know you can sit there and say that Lionel Messi, um, Andrea Perlo, Ronaldinho, Zinedine Zidane, um, R9, they're all absolutely fantastic. But if you look at some of the absolute quality we've had in this league, it makes picking 11 very, very difficult. And that's the mm. biggest compliment I can give those players because... You could probably pick three teams, Craig, and yeah. all of those three teams would win the league every year. You know, that's how quality it's been over the years. So it's very difficult to pick this. I think if we start with a goalkeeper, I think the goalkeeper is pretty much cemented. Well, for me anyway, being an ex-goalkeeper um, and watching goalkeepers growing up. Obviously, to me, David Seaman was one of the greatest goalkeepers in the Premier League. He was a fantastic goalkeeper. That's being biased, obviously, because he plays for Arsenal. But I think any other Premier League fan would say that David Seaman would have to be up there as one of the best goalkeepers that the Premier League has ever seen. But for me, and we'll come to you on your opinion on that, to me, the best goalkeeper that I've seen, in my opinion, in the Premier League was obviously that of Peter Schmeichel. Um I think I thought he was an absolute superb goalkeeper. People can argue that he had such a good defence in front of him. That was why or why that made him so good. But if you go back and look at compilations of the early Premier League years, especially when he came to Manchester United, his goalkeeping was unbelievable. Some people would say that, you know, Eric Cantona was Sir Alex Ferguson's masterstroke signing. I mean, I'm not too sure. I mean, Peter Schmeichel cost Manchester United £500,000 um, <laughs> when he joined Manchester United. So, I mean, Peter Schmeichel for 500000 Dan, what kind of a bargain did that turn out to be? Well, it did, and you're not going to get any arguments from me in this one. I love David Seaman, <clears throat> like you. I really did. I thought he was an outstanding goalkeeper. And I mentioned Edison and Allison now as being two of the best in the world, but mm. I actually think Seaman and Schmeichel back then probably were as well. Um, I think Van der Sar deserves a mention and, of course, Peter Cech because he gets the most clean sheets in the Premier League. Yeah, But you're not going to get any arguments from me here. I think when I was growing up, he was the one that I, player that I used to absolutely love for Manchester United. And it wasn't just because of his quality, it was because of his character as well. And you needed that. You know, I always remember Roy Keane saying, me and him never got on, but I wouldn't argue with him because he was spot on and he was top drawing mm. goal. And that's what tells you all you need to know about someone as, as big a character as Roy Keane saying that you're not going to get any complaints. When it wasn't just Manchester United, you know, he won everything there was to win in football with Manchester yeah. United in the 90s, of course. But he went to Villa and he went to City and he was just as good for them. You know, mm. he was absolutely outstanding towards the end and of the not career. forgetting, not forgetting, so, he was in, not forgetting um, the goalkeeper for the Denmark Euro team. Absolutely, uh, was. you know when they when they, and I think that was when I'm not too sure. I'm open to correction on this, but I think after that tournament, that is when Alex Ferguson went for him. I think uh, I'm not sure because yeah, you know I, what, I, I'm I was, open I to correction. Wee, I was a wee nipper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I'm open to correction on that, but I'm pretty sure Ferguson signed him from Bromby after, after that after that um, after that tournament. So Peter Schmeichel, then I think we can both agree gets the place in goal. So at right back, it was voted Gary Neville of Manchester of Manchester United. Uh, in this in the particular vote, he got one hundred and eighty two thousand five hundred and forty eight votes uh, from from Premier League fans. 
which is obviously the highest number. That's why he got in. Um, he was a part of this class of 92 that we talk about. Um, played for Manchester United for 19 years, didn't go anywhere. Very loyal to the club. You know, again, um, wasn't the biggest or the strongest, but he made up for it with his dedication. And over 400 Premier League appearances, won the Premier League eight times. There's not many people that I can think of, Dan, that would take that right back spot off him. No, growing up, I mean, it was all about Lee Dixon and Gary Neville and who deserves to play for England. And Gary Neville always got ahead of Lee Dixon. And I think I can only really look at potential options of Zabaleta at Man City, who I thought was great when they won their leagues. Ivanovic for Chelsea, as well as Aspilicueta, I think deserves a mention. And obviously, Lauren for Arsenal when we went unbeaten. He was Good a shout. really underrated player. Yeah. Really underrated player. But listen, it's got to be Gary Neville, hasn't it? I mean, for England, for country and for club, what he's won in the game, I don't think there's anyone else that can sit there and say that he does not deserve to be the right back of all time in the Premier League. So I don't think you'll get any more complaints from me. Someone in the chat says Dan will go for Bellerin. <laughs> <laughs> not tonight, I don't think. Not no. tonight. Talking in the chat, good evening to you all. I hope you're all well. Thanks for joining us. Um, yep. This week, and, and hopefully for, for weeks coming, we're going to try and bring you some kind of content, perhaps perhaps for five nights of the week, perhaps three nights of the week. But we'll do our very best. We'll put our heads together and, and come up with, you know, see what we can come up with. We don't, want to, we don't want to keep doing the same thing every day, every week. We'll try and keep it original for you. But we'll see what we can do. Good evening to all the members. Thank you very much indeed for joining. Much appreciated. If any of you watching would like to become a member, the link is down below. Just press the join box. You'll see it there. Um, and you can follow the on-screen instructions. Anyone, obviously, that becomes a member, we appreciate massively. So we've got Peter Schmeichel in goal, Gary Neville at right back. Now, the first centre-back that was picked was Rio Ferdinand. Obviously, Rio Ferdinand played for West Ham, Leeds, Manchester United, QPR. Came from West Ham's academy, England captain, dubbed the new Bobby Moore, this, that and the other. Joined Manchester United in 2002 for 30 million. Uh, again, in today's money, that's a bargain, Dan. I mean, Rio Ferdinand, I think, although he played for Manchester United, and, you know, and I didn't like Manchester United when I was younger. I hated Manchester <laughs> United in the, in the 90s. But, uh, then we all. You know, there's three ex-Manchester United players in there already. So, I mean, that just goes a bit of credit to Alex Ferguson there for what he's done and, and, and the way he picked, he recruited. Man, uh, Ferguson was so, so good with his recruitment. If he saw someone he wanted, he went out and got them. No, you know, no, no mucking about. None of this £40 million and £1 business. But Rio Ferdinand deserves his place there for me. Um, you could argue... Rio Ferdinand, you could argue Tony Adams, if we've got our Arsenal bias hats on. There's lots of central defenders out there, Dan, that could take his place. Have you got anyone to take his place? I have. This is where we're going to come to our first disagreement. Super. I loved Rio Ferdinand, actually, as a defender. I thought he was everything that you wanted in a centre-half. And I looked at who could be ahead of potentials in that side. And I cannot leave Tony Adams out of that side for his 
leadership qualities, mm-hmm. for his um, ability on the ball. A lot of people forget that Tony Adams could play football. You know, he wasn't just a lump that just kicked yeah. it out. Tony Adams could lead from from uh, the top. So for me, as much as Rio was a, a good captain, um, he was never. He was always vice captain, really, Rio Ferdinand. He was a leader, but I don't think he was captain material. And I would go for Tony Adams ahead of him. And do you know what? I'd even probably whack Vincent Company ahead of him as well because I was right, a no, massive fan shout, of, this, yeah. of this guy. You know, Van Dyke can be mentioned also as well with the last couple of seasons. But for me, it's about where longevity. Did, where did Company come from? Where did Andalect. he sign from for Manchester for Manchester City? I think it was at, it was at Landelect and he went to Hamburg and right. then he was signed from Hamburg to go from Manchester City. Wow, Arsenal I've wanted won. him. Another one Arsenal wanted no. that he didn't get. Yeah, well, the DNA wasn't good enough. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. I was a massive fan of Vincent Company. I thought he was exceptional. And he is the one player that I look at. And that Manchester City side, when they first won the title, reminded me so much of the Invincibles because of the companies, Torres, Silvers, Agueros that were in it. Mm. And Company was the Sol Campbell and Yaya was the Vieira for me. And I look at Vincent Company and think, yeah, I mean, listen, we haven't even mentioned Sol Campbell, you know, another great centre-half. But for me, I'm going to put Tony Adams in there. Super. I mean, we've got some shouts in here. Someone, someone's saying uh, company. Agree with you, Daddy. Agree with you, Dan. Company Adams. Um, someone, think football has come in. What about Sol Campbell? That's another good shout. Um, so, yeah. I agree. Look, I'm not, I'm not here to disagree with you, mate. I'm here to jog your memory um, and, and to, get your, to get your thoughts out. So, really, this is your Premier League team, really. <laughs> um, I'm, just, uh, I'm just here to get those juices going and uh, get your brain thinking about who who could um, take some places. So let's move on to the other centre-back that was picked, and that was John Terry. Um, again, played for Chelsea for 19 years. He joined Chelsea at 14 years of age. And if anyone's watching this, yes, I am reading this off of, uh, <laughs> of what I've written down earlier on. Uh, he made his first team debut for Chelsea in 1998, went on to play 492 games for Chelsea. Um, obviously went on to uh, Captain England as well. A very, very, very successful centre-half then. But obviously his career was marred um, by, you know, bad things happening to him in the press. His mum, his dad. Um, obviously he had that racism charge um, that came up while he was playing. So... Not everything was plain sailing for John Terry, but on the football pitch, again, another superb centre-half. I am going to pick this side by player quality, not by players that I like, because at the moment okay. I wouldn't have any of them in if it wasn't, yeah. apart, from, <laughs> yeah, apart yeah. from Tony Adams. <laughs> yeah. So I am going to stick with John Terry. Um, I don't think there's many centre-halves better than him that's been in the Premier League. Vidic and Stam have been mentioned to other mm. centre-halves. Absolutely yeah. superb um, for me that deserve a mention. But I still stand by Tony Adams and John Terry as being two leaders, as being two defenders that I'm a bit old school, Craig, that defend. Yeah. I am too. Mucking around at the back with it. They would get the thing out. They, they, they know how to defend. So I would stick with those two personally. Rio is unfortunate to miss out as his company. But for me, it would be Tony Adams, and I stand by that because, one, I'm a massive gooner, and two, 
I just look at the man and think everything about him was, says centre-half mm. to me. And I do the same with John Terry. You know, he's very similar with a Chelsea background to the Arsenal background. You know, been there since a kid. Um, and to lead John Terry, I'll say this about John Terry. I, don't, I didn't like him as a footballer. I didn't really like him as a man, if I'm honest, either. However, on the pitch, to lead a team uh, with that leader. much pressure yeah. Yeah. and with that much pressure as well, when Roman to come in with all the money, he could have been outed out. You know, he could have been told, "Look, you're you're not long, you're no longer big enough for this side," and he he proved it on the pitch where it matters, and he led that team to titles. So, for me, it has to be John Terry and Tony Adams as a partner. As a, as what a partnership that is, Tony Adams and John Terry. Going back to John Terry, I mean, he was an absolute born leader. You could see when he first came, when he when he first arrived as a young lad. You know, when he came into the league, big big strong centre half. Even 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 when he was in his teens, yeah, um, and, and and went on to be you know a really, really successful footballer, central defender and captain. Um, again, another loyal one um, and not doing too bad at Aston Villa uh, in the coaching role. We've had some names come in the, into, the, into, the, into the mix here in the chat. We've had Vidic, we've had Stam. A couple of people were saying, yep, Stam. Again, that's another another great shout. Um, and Hilsi Guna, Trevor says, Klosniak when he played in the middle. Um, so, that's <laughs> to have Trevor. a shout. Yeah, I'm not, not too sure about that, Trev. Yeah. Mustafi and Kalasanacha not getting in my team, Trev. Sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to the left back. Mm, indeed. <laughs> Let's move on to the left back. Mm. Left back was voted uh, Ashley Cole, of course. Um, 207,762 votes uh, for, uh, for, for Ashley Cole. He got over a hundred. The next person down, he was a hundred thousand votes in head off, um, which was Patrice Evra and Dennis Irwin, and that was combined for Patrice Evra and Dennis Dennis Irwin. Ah. Um, a fanta- again, a fantastic left back for Arsenal, but a very controversial transfer to Ars- uh, to Chelsea um, in two thousand and six, which kind of finished him off really with the fans, anyone connected to Arsenal for the way he did it. Um, still leaves a bit of taste in my mouth, Ashley Cole, because he really was one of the... He, he wasn't just one of the best left-backs in the Premier League. He was one of the best left-backs in the world at the time, in in my opinion. And he was a fantastic, fantastic player. It, when he left, I was heartbroken because I really, really thought that that generation of player there and, and his age and, and the way we were playing and, and things like that. I can't believe he left, but football's a short career and perhaps sometimes we should take a step back and understand that if he can go and earn some money somewhere else and he can earn more money, then that's what it's all about for, for players um, at the moment. So Ashley Cole, uh, for me, if I was picking a team, I would have Ashley Cole. Yeah, it was. This is an easy one for me. Um, I hate to say it, really, because I hate him the way he left. But then it worked out for him, didn't it? Which was even harder to take because he won everything there was to win in football with Chelsea. It's hard to well. take to watch any any Arsenal player leave. We've had it over, you know, we've had it over the years. So many Arsenal players have left and gone on to win things, you know. And for me as a fan, that makes it even worse. Absolutely, even worse. 
Well, when I was growing up, Craig, I looked at Paolo Maldini and I thought, wow, this, this guy is absolutely exceptional as a left-back. And then when he went more centre-back with Nesta, Roberto Carlos was the one that everyone looked at. And I don't think anybody could imagine that an English lad would take over them because I actually think he was the best left-back in the world. From probably the year, I'd say, 2002 to about 2008, he was by far the best left back in the world. And there was no one that come close, if I'm honest with you. You know, Patrice Evra was a fantastic left back, as was Dennis Irwin, really respectful for Manchester United. But for me, 100% Ashley Cole walks into this 1-11. to um, Because he was a defender who loved to attack. He was the first of the kind of Roberto Carlos mould that he kind of brought that style to the Premier League. Um, and coming through from us, I was like, do you know what? I really, really was gutted that he did go. Um, but he walks into this side. You've got no arguments from me there. So we have a backline. Uh, we have a backline of Peter Schmeichel, uh, Gary Neville, Tony Adams, and John Terry in the middle with Ashley Cole left back. I mean, what, what a backline! What a backline! Yeah, and English as well. So you oh, know, yeah, good point, mate. Yeah, all could have English. all been could have all been for the you know Euro two thousand or two thousand and two oh. World Cup. Can you imagine? on that on that? We, we with us both being Englishmen. You know, those players that were in that team that year, that generation, I think it was World Cup 2002, wasn't golden it? Golden generation, yeah. Well, the supposed golden generation. <laughs> but I suppose if you look at it on paper, it was England's, England's well, certainly England's best side since 96, when, when Euro 96 was in England. And the Euro 96 side was the first good England side we had since 1990. I don't yeah. know if you were if you watched the World Cup in yeah. 1990. Uh, I, sure I was only three or four years old, but I remember 1996 yeah. as well. Um, yeah. I mean, I can remember uh, yeah. I can remember 1990 like it was yesterday. I can remember that semi-final, mm. watching, watching that semi-final against the Germans and watching that penalty shootout. And I can still remember the feeling in my stomach watching that penalty 96 shootout. 96 was no different, was it? I felt awful. I really thought that was the year, 96. I really did. You know, well, that, I was lucky that enough, Scotland I, game and Holland game, I thought, oh, they were going to do it, you know? that The moment Stuart Pearce stepped up to take that penalty against Spain, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. But when he banged it away, oh, my God. The, 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 the pure relief on that man's face. The pure passion, the the raw emotion, it was just like that ghost of nineteen ninety just left his shoulders and just flew away right in that you know right in that Loved moment. And I'm well. so Loved happy Scoop. for him. He he was a good player as well. Was Dan. very good. Yeah, I'm not too sure. You know, I'm sure a lot of people have seen him play. Have have, have been to watch Arsenal and, and seen Stuart Pearce play for Nottingham Forest. His legs were massive. Mm. I've never seen calf muscles like it. If you go back and you know, not sounding, you know, men googling pictures of Stuart Pierce's legs, but just to have a look at his legs, they, oh my god, I've never seen fire muscles like it, and to see them in the flesh, well, goodness me, they were like Hulk Hogan's biceps. Yeah, yeah, his legs. Um, right, so that's the back line. So we move on to a certain, a certain man that was um, put in at right wing, and that was. Manchester United signed him at 18 years of age from Sporting Lisbon. Can you remember how much they paid for this young lad, Dan? I don't remember. Because when I tell you, when I tell you how much Manchester United paid for him, you're going to fall fall off your chair. At 18 years of age, 
Manchester United signed Ronaldo from Sporting Lisbon for twelve point two million pounds. Twelve point two million pounds at eighteen. Now, obviously, at eighteen, he would have been seen to be a bit of a gamble, I suppose. Um, and if we're if we're to believe everything, Arsene Wenger tried to sign him before he joined Manchester United. Round our ground, money, round our training ground. Apparently, apparently so, apparently so. But twelve point two million for Ronaldo, Dan. What he went on to achieve in the game, what he's still achieving in the game. What an athlete that man is, um, and what a fantastic footballer we've witnessed over the what we've been treated to from him over the years playing for United, Real Madrid, Juventus. One of the best then to ever play the game. Some would say he's the best. Some would, you know, and I think that you can have the Ronaldo Messi debate for for years and years, and you still wouldn't be able to pick between them. You know, I'm a Messi fan over Ronaldo. A lot of people disagree, and they love Ronaldo. I love mm-hmm. them both. I think they're absolutely exceptional footballers, and I don't think that you can sit there and say that one is better than the other, and 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 have enough. Uh, factual stuff in front of you to make a decision still because they're both exceptional. But yeah. for me, he walks into this side, Craig, because I remember running out of superlatives for a few players um, in the Premier League and he was one of them because you have to sometimes put your hands up and say, there's nothing we can do about this guy. He's just too good. They're, 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 and, and, and then everybody said it when they played him. How do you stop Ronaldo? You can't really have to hack him. Um that's how good he is. He was exceptional for Manchester United. Went on to do even bigger things with Real Madrid. Won Ballon d'Ors. I think, don't know how many he's yeah. won now, but Christ, loads. And it weren't just, oh, he's taken over from Beckham because he's good on free kicks. He was so much better than David Beckham, who, by the way, was exceptional. But I can't put anybody close to him on this right-hand side. I really can't. You know, I loved Freddie Lundberg. I loved David Beckham. David Silva, absolutely loved David Silva. I thought he was exceptional for Manchester City. One of my favourite players in the Premier League. What about what about players like you know more up to date players like Salah, who play you know who can play on the right, who's played on the right yeah. wing before? Um, who else is there? Mane, Sterling. Yeah, um, Mane, Sterling. This, I mean, there's so many of them. Hazard, you know, there is so many. Um, but you, you're always going to come back to Ronaldo. Anyone, I think that anyone doesn't pick Ronaldo in an all time Premier League eleven. Um, they've either got to really, really convince me <laughs> that the player they pick is better. Um, but no, for me, it's Ronaldo. I mean, Sam Greenwood in the chat says that um, Ronaldo is a machine, um, better than Messi for me. Again, all down to all down to personal debate, isn't it? I mean, Kylian Mbappe yeah. last week said um, that he hopes that he will be as good as Ronaldo because no one will ever be better than Lionel Messi. I mean, that's wow. a big, that's what he said. You know, wow. A kid of that age to come out with something like that. <laughs> He's got some balls, isn't he? That's quite a big, well, it's quite a big up though, isn't it? I mean, yeah, that's it's a quite big. a big up to Lionel Messi. I mean, Kylian Mbappe is one of the best. Oh, fire, isn't he? Yeah. You know, yeah. he's absolute but, fire. I mean, listen, Messi's the greatest of all time for me, better than... Absolutely for me as well. He's the GOAT, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. There's no argument. Well, for me, well, there is an argument. I'm sure people can bring an argument, but for me... Lionel Messi, what I've seen Lionel Messi do over the years, I'm absolutely gutted that I never got to see him play football live. I'd have loved to have gone to the Bernabeu. I'm glad that I have because it was never pleasant for an Arsenal fan. No, I bet not. I bet not. (laughs) Well, listen, you have to just step back and just say, wow, don't you? Absolutely. I mean, I'd love to have seen him play live. Um, Colt of a Red Barrel says, Ronaldo was silly good, just unplayable. 
True. When absolutely. he was on for absolutely. There's again, there's no arguing. So right wing, um, will go to Cristiano Ronaldo. First central midfielder, Dan, goes to manager of Rangers now. Steven Gerrard was uh, voted in 2017 on the BBC's vote. Um, 17 years played for Liverpool. Another very, very loyal player. Uh, blessed with a brilliant touch, great stamina, powerful, uh, massively inspirational. Uh, Steven Gerrard. I always, when I think of Steven Gerrard, I always go back to that night when I was watching Liverpool and AC Milan um, in the final of the Champions League. And I read a story that they were 3-0 down at half-time and they were sitting in the dressing room all, all, all feeling sorry for themselves. And Steve and Gerard stood up and he said to them, well, can you hear that? Can you hear that? And, you know, the players were like, what? What? And the whole end of the Liverpool, the whole section of the Liverpool fans were singing, you'll never walk alone. The whole end was just singing, you'll never walk alone. And he actually stood up and said to the players in the dressing room, stand up and listen to that. There's 30,000, whatever it was, 30,000, 25,000 Liverpudlians out there. We're three nil down and they're out there singing, trying to do their best. For me, his best night in a Liverpool shirt. You know, imagine being three nil down and actually leading your team back out onto a pitch to come back from three nil down in the Champions League final. All right bit lucky to win on penalties but no one can deny the way he led that team back to 3-3 to take its penalties that night was special extremely special and I remember Steven Gerrard for three things first of all the Olympiacos goal which mm. basically got them there and I remember Andy yeah. Gray going oh you're beauty, oh, you're beauty. Yeah, that's it yeah. <laughs> that night exceptional that AC Milan game is still the best game of football I've ever seen um, and the other night I remember or the other day I remember is the West Ham Liverpool West Ham final FA yeah. Cup final because he had cramp in both of his legs he'd only just got up off the floor before he stuck that screamer in the net that's right because he was just legs were cramped up and he remember him just saying I just hit it because I couldn't move I just hit it and he just hit yeah. it so if that's how he plays football by just hitting it then yeah, just you know it, yeah. how exceptional he is he is an absolutely fantastic talent and he is one of my favourite players, but... Good, good stuff. I like it, I like it. There is a but. He doesn't make this team. This centre-half uh, midfield pairing for me is the hardest because Yaya Torre I loved. Roy Keane was exceptional. Frank Lampard scored 200-and-something-odd goals and Steven Gerrard was exceptional. I was a huge fan of Cesc Fabregas. thought he was absolutely outstanding. But the two that I've gone for, I'm going to say two, or am I going to say, say, say one? No, just the first one. We'll go on to the second okay, one. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, the other one will be obvious, to be honest. But uh, this one that I'm going to replace Steven Gerrard with is one that we are all on this channel a lover of, and it's Patrick Vieira. Ooh, I don't yeah. think we can leave this guy out, can we? I mean, I look I don't at... think so. I mean, I've, a lot of people listening to this podcast will probably think that we're being biased and we've got our Arsenal hats on. But to be honest with you, again, if I was picking a team, um, Patrick Vieira, like you say, walks into it every single time. What yeah. a footballer that man was. He could do everything. He could defend. He could attack. He could get back. He could get forward. He could head the ball. He could hit the ball. He could. He was just the perfect all-round midfield player for me. 
He was. And I don't think people understood how much we were going to miss him until he left. We're still trying yeah, to replace absolutely. him now. You know, we're all hoping, you know, we're all hoping his party. But, I think the last, this is up for debate as well, but I think the the last real captain that we've had was Patrick Vieira. 100%. 100%. And Craig, people say, where was the decline with Arsenal Football Club? And everyone says, when David Dean left, when we moved to the Emirates, when we sold Ashley... No, the, the decline was when Patrick Vieira left in 2005 because yeah. the heart of Arsenal Football Club left us. Ripped because out. that... Yeah. It was you know, our captain, our leader, our, one of our best players had gone. And Lee Judges always says that he's probably Arsenal's best ever player. And a lot of people say, no, he's not. But I understand where he comes from. Listen, it's not my, it's not, that's not my pick. However... Mm. I can understand where he's coming from because he's the only player who's ever looked at Roy Keane in the face and he and he's thought, I better be a good boy today. And I know he didn't because he obviously, <laughs> the pair of them absolutely loved the, loved the hate relationship. But he's the only one who ever come close to sticking up for him. And I look at the goals he scored. I look at the contribution. I look at how he led us. And when Tony Adams left, you must have thought to yourselves, oh my God, how the hell are we going to replace him as a captain? It's just mm. not going to happen. And it was as if he just sort of went out the door and Vieira just went, cheers, mate. Thanks for all your efforts. I'm going to take this team forward. And boy, did he. I mean, to, to take that team forward at an uninvincible side, I thought he was absolutely superb. You know, there's other midfielders we could be here forever with Petis and Gilberto's from oh, Arsenal God, as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're fantastic. Kante, I'm a huge fan of Gola Kante. I think he's one of the best in the world. But for me, Patrick Vieira, 100% crazy. 100%. I mean, we're, we're coming, people are coming in the chat saying now, Fabregas uh, was unreal. Absolutely. Uh, Vieira was scared of Roy Keane. Um, <laughs> there you go. Sorry, sorry. Vieira scared Roy Keane, uh, says Sam Greenwood. And I, I believe that too. Yeah, I do. Uh, I think if it was one man, I think if we, if that Keane and Vieira documentary that they did on ITV, you could Brilliant. see in Keane's face that he was still intimidated by the man. Do you know? And Patrick the, the, Vieira the was there as well. It's unbelievable. Well, the massive, massive respect, but you could see that Roy Keane was still weary of the man. Do you know, Patrick yeah. Vieira? I no, think Vieira seen... got the better of him most more times than Keane got the better. Of I Vieira. do too. I really do. I do too. Yeah, I really do. But so, I mean, you can even when Vieira was playing for us, that stare that he used to give people. You know, even to his own players at times. I mean, I would hate to have been an opposing player. <laughs> well, and got that stare off him, like, do you know what I mean? Because if the ball was coming to me and I saw him coming, like, I'd, uh, you know, I'd be getting rid of that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Fairly sharpish, to be honest. So Patrick Vieira, then for the so our, we've got we've got a right winger of Ronaldo, and we've got our first central midfielder of Patrick Vieira. Now, just to just to let people know, who are coming in live. This is not a team. Uh, the na- the names that I'm calling out um, are from a team that was voted in 2017 on the BBC website. They were they were voted by fans. So the team that I'm calling out is that team, um, and it's up to Dan whether he's going to agree or whether Dan is going to replace one of those players. So I hope you're all enjoying it so far. Now our next midfielder going back to the class of '92 again. Um, and that midfielder, of course, is Paul Scholes. Zinazine uh, Dadan and Terry Henry uh, described him as undoubtedly the greatest midfielder of his, genera- uh, of his generation, while the latter called the Englishman the greatest player in Premier League history. Um, Thierry Henry uh, calling him the greatest, uh, the greatest player in Premier League history. 183,486 votes um, on... Paul Scholes, Dan. Paul Scholes 
when he put on an England shirt again, because I, I can't, I can't, I can't tell you how much I disliked Manchester United back in, <laughs> back in the early night, uh, but back in the late nineties and, and and early two thousands. But Paul Scholes, man, what a midfielder! And like going back to going back to these players playing for England, um, going back to Steven Gerrard, going back to Paul Scholes. That night we beat Germany in Munich five one in the World Cup qualifiers. Them two that night, unplayable, absolutely unplayable. And again in the Premier League, you can go, you can go on YouTube and watch compilations of Paul Scholes and his passing range, um, his shooting ability. Uh, PW says in here, Scholes couldn't tackle. Uh, he didn't. I don't think he really needed to, to be honest. He, not bad for a player who can't tackle, is he? <laughs> yeah, it's not. I mean, he's on his list. I mean, you know, it's unbelievable. Um, and Sam Greenwood says here, Scholes was quality. His passing foot was one of the greatest. Easily on par with Xavi and Iniesta, but doesn't get the credit for being the for 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 being red for being red headed and for being quiet. Dan Paul Scholes, what 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 are you saying about Paul Scholes? Well, Xavi was asked only five or six years ago, wasn't he? Um, how does it feel like to be the, the greatest midfielder in the world? And he says, I'm not sure, ask Paul Scholes. Mm. Um, so that says it all. When Henri, when Zidane, Xavi and Iniesta. And I always remember Robin Van Persie when he went to Man United, everyone was, oh, and they brought Paul Scholes back that year from retirement. And he just said, he's, he's just ridiculously good. And he's like 38, whatever the hell he was. Mm. Um, I don't think anybody can sit their hound on heart and say they believe they're telling the 100% truth if they feel Paul Scholes does not deserve to be in this side. He has won everything for Man United. Every single Man United player, they say, Paul Scholes, who's your best player? Paul Scholes. Australia didn't even have to, uh, Paul Scholes by far. And look at the players they've had. Do you know what I mean? Unbelievable. Mm. So I think Scholes and Vieira are the two that I would go with. I think it's very, very harsh on, on Gerard because Gerard, for me, right behind. He would have been, if I could put three in midfield, I'd have them three in midfield. Um but we can't. We're picking two. So I've got to put my neck on the line and yeah. drop one of them. For me, it has to be Vieira and Scholes as a pair. Yeah, the formation we are looking at, um, just to just to let people have a look. And again, this, this picture comes from the BBC website. So full credit to BBC um, for this picture. That's the formation we're going for. Um, it's, it was, was it a four? four I suppose four, you, could two. Call it, you could call it a four-four-two, couldn't you? Or a four-two-four even. Um yeah, so that's what we're looking at. Um, the next one, again, is another Manchester United play. But I just want to go back, actually, to this central midfield because I think we've left out. We haven't mentioned, well, we have mentioned him, but in a different context. For me, one of the best midfielders I've ever seen play football, and that is Roy Keane. He was, he was a player, Dan. You wanted Roy Keane in your team. Mm. Any one of us. It didn't matter who you supported. Any one of you would have wanted Roy Keane in your team and Roy Keane as captain of your team. A fantastic footballer. You know, he actually comes from Cork, where I live. Um, I've read a lot about him. He started off playing for Cove Ramblers, which is a um, uh, an Irish kind of professional, semi-professional team. You know, that's where he started, Cove Ramblers. Um, well, he didn't actually start at Cove Ramblers. He started at Mayfield, sorry. He started playing for Mayfield, went to Cove Ramblers. Then he was scouted by Nottingham Forest and he went across the water. Played for Nottingham Forest and, of course, Alex Ferguson again. 
Shrewd straight in there, whipped him out. Again, for me, Roy Keane, one of the best midfielders the Premier League will ever see. Um, 100%. But, you know, I can't argue with what you've said about Vieira and Skulls, but Roy Keane, Dan, I mean, Mm. fantastic footballer. He was, and it was his leadership, wasn't it? To take that and demand the best and to be the best um, for that amount of years. You know, I've been talking about longevity again and consistency. Roy Keane was that, and he is one of the best centre midfielders that there's ever lived. And I think in the Premier League, he has to be classed as one of the best. It's very hard for me because I put Terry and Adams together at the back because of their leadership qualities, and I've gone against myself for quality in the midfield over leadership. But if you was to ask me who is the best two in terms of leadership, then it would be Vieira and Keane, um, 100%. And I think together, I mean, Christ, can you imagine it? One would be sent off one week, one would sent off the oh, other week. Can you imagine um, Vieira and Keane in the middle, though? Could you imagine playing against oh, Vieira and Keane? Well, and then Terry and Adams behind that. God, oh, Jesus. Theory, no. That would be outstanding. But I'm going to stick with it. Vieira and Skulls. Um, that's what I'm going with. No problem, mate. Left wing. Um, again, another Manchester United player in Ryan Giggs. Um, holds a record for the most Premier League. I don't know if he still holds it, but here in this report, 162 assists, 632 appearances, 13 league titles. Uh, was water, was an award, but man, a bit of a fact, was awarded an OBE in 2007. Imagine that. Uh, the Welsh winger began his club, obviously playing in 1990, ended it 24 years later. Again, <laughs> one club, Manchester United. Um, played for England schoolboys uh, in his first international game. Played for the England schoolboys, but... Uh, made, Never had a left winger either, did we? Never no, had a we left didn't. We either. didn't. Um, and, and, and then declared for Wales when he, you know, when he became a full pro, but... What a player Ryan Giggs was. And as Arsenal fans, you can always go back to that goal he scored against us in the FA Cup semi-final that night at Villa Park. What a goal. You know, at, at the time, you wanted to curl up in a ball and, and, and cry. But, you know, if I played it to everyone now, what a goal that was. Um, it was. For, for, me, for, for me, Ryan Giggs would probably get that spot. But then again... I'm sure you're going to mention some players who, who could quite easily take it. Mm. I am going to uh, mention some players. However, I can't leave Ryan Giggs out. Most decorated player in Premier League history. Mm. Won everything there is to win. Loyalty to one club. Probably, I had a lot of respect for Man United players um, when I look back at it now. I had a lot of respect for what Paul Scholes has done in the game. Gary Neville, Peter Schmeichel, you know, we mentioned some of them that didn't even get in this team like Roy Keane and, and Rio Ferdinand. There wasn't many Manchester United players I liked, apart from him. <laughs> and I always loved Ryan Giggs because he was normally on, um, apart from one occasion in his career, he was normally on the back pages, not the front pages. He was a true professional until all of the incident come out in his family. But putting that aside, I thought he was an exceptional footballer. And I loved David Silva, Robert Perez was Absolutely outstanding. Um, I think that Mark Overmars for Arsenal as well. Absolutely superb player. Mm. Um, Eden Hazard, David Silva, there's so many. But And you've mentioned Mane and Salah as well of late and Sterling. But I have to give it to Ryan Giggs, Craig. I can't, I can't not put him in there. It wouldn't be a... When you say the word Premier League, 
you think of Ryan Giggs, don't you? You do, you, know, you do. Like, it's, you know, it's it's there. He's the most decorated player in the, to play in the league. We were lucky enough to watch him, you know, from from his first game to his last game. He he again is another player. Not comparing him to Lionel Messi, but another player that I'm. We have been blessed to be able to see. You know, yeah. forget the rivalry and forget you know forget he plays for Manchester United and this that and the other. As a football fan, if you're going to talk about you know good footballers, Ryan Giggs always comes to the top. Surely, it I does. Mean, and you and you mentioned that goal, Craig, the Villa Park one. I, people ask me quite a lot. Funny enough, what's the best goal that you've ever been scored against your football team? There's not there's not one apart from that one. That Ryan is by Giggs. far the best one. There's none other that come close to it. To take that round, the back four that was by the by the way the best five back five in Europe at the time, um, to make us look rather silly. I just well wish... then, to, then to smash it past David Seaman uh, as well. I mean exactly that, mate. Exactly <laughs> yeah. that. You know, and and they had ten men at the time. Remember, and you know, I wish Dixon or Keown would have just taken him out at the halfway mm. line. You know, but it was a sensational goal, and I have to put gigs in there at left wing. I really do. People are saying in the chat about Beckham. We did mention Beckham earlier we on did. the right hand side. Yeah. Um, Gareth Bale as well. Someone's mentioned, which obviously you know, he, as much as we don't dislike him on this channel because um, of him even playing for Spurs, was an exceptional talent. Still is mm. an exceptional talent on his day. So another good shout. It's got to be gigs, well, it, Craig. It's got to be yeah, it's got to be gigs. I mean, there's loads of shouts coming in here. You know, like you said, Gareth, uh, Gareth Bale, uh, Eden Hazard is another shout. Um, mm. Andre Kanchelskis. <laughs> oh, he was class. <laughs> it was, it was, it was it another. Was, it's yeah. another good shout there. <laughs> Um, good evening to you, Kev. Uh, Kev Gunner in the chat, giving a shout out to me and Dan. Hello, mate. How are you? I hope everything's well where you are, and I hope you're staying safe, mate. Um, let's move on to the business end. The strikers, the two strikers. Of course, the one, the only, the king. Uh, I call him the king, but not my all-time best player to play for the club, funnily enough. Um... Thierry Omri, what a player! Uh, you know, we were all we were all downbeat and trodden when we sold Nicholas Nicholas Anelka, and then along comes Thierry Omri for eleven million pounds. Eleven million pounds, um, two hundred and fifty-eight Premier League appearances over two spells, um, one hundred and seventy-five goals, won the title twice. 233,642 people voted for the King, Thierry Henry. And he deserves to be there. He deserves to be there indeed. Um, I think when you look at Thierry Henry, you just think goals. But actually what he did was not just score a hat full of them. He actually set a lot of them up, Craig, as well. Yeah, he was um, such an intelligent player. He really, like, I think with Thierry Henry, right, when you watch him play, he understood that the game of football is so easy if you play it properly. Unbelievable. And I think it was Paul Merson who said he looks like he's playing on a pitch with a bunch of under-13s and, and he's the adult. And that's such a good analogy because it really did at times. You just thought, I went to Highbury and I was very fortunate to go to every single game we went unbeaten at home, every home game. And I said to me, mate, my best mate at the time who I was going with, I said, oh, yeah, I said, um, 67 minutes on, Ray ain't scored yet. Bang, goal. Oh, there it is. That's how good he was. He would get the ball, he'd take it around everybody and he'd put it in the net. And there's so many goals. You know, you mentioned one earlier in the chat to me, in the WhatsApp chat about the goal he scored against Manchester United with the flick up. 
And I remember there being so many more like that, where he took it around the whole Liverpool side, he took it around the whole Tottenham side. Um, and, and I remember that back heel clip at Charlton at Highbury in the North Bank you, that he did. So do, you remember the one he, do you remember the one he got against Blackburn away? When it just rolled, kind of just rolled to him, edge of the box, boom, inside bang. of the right foot, bang, top corner. Do you know what I mean, like, Outstanding. you knew when that ball was rolling to him, you knew it was going in. You, like, you know, you knew it was one of those ones that you knew if that falls to him, oh, here it comes, bang, goal. You know, it's just such a good. Everything he, everything he hit. I'll even go back to, I'll even go back to that night when he come on against Leeds. You know the, the the return of the you know the return of the king and he comes on and I was there. It was amazing. It was just like it went everything in slow motion. Now I obviously living in Ireland, I got, you know I'd love to go to the games, but I just can't. So I mean I was down the pub watching it, but as soon as that ball was played through from Song, I was up because I could see him running onto it. And the way when I go back to when I go back to saying about him playing the game so easily, the way he just caressed that ball into the corner was just like you we, it was just like we'd gone back 10 years watching it was rolling back the years. oh it was, my god it was know, such a, i mean i've got goosebumps now talking about it mm. i literally well, it's beyond you, it's beyond you, you know, and beyond me look you know oh uh, well there's the, yeah i mean there's there the, yeah exactly there's the celebration you i mean know. my brother brought me that picture and i was so happy with it because it really was such an iconic moment um, it was uh, and i remember being there i, I actually met um Dharma chef that night, uh, Sky Sports, who was the guy from Transfer Centre. And he's just wandering past me. And I said, oh, you're right, Dharma how are you doing? And he said, yeah, he goes, this is going to be exceptional tonight, isn't it? And I said, oh, nothing will happen. He'll come on for 10 minutes and, you know, he'll get a massive applause and that'll be it. He goes, no, I really think something's going to happen. And I said, really? He said, yeah, I really think it's so, it's written in the stars, mate. Read in the stars, said, okay. yeah. So anyway, I went to the game with my dad and we sat there and the ball come like you say, Craig. And I was like, I tell you what, and he just takes that touch and you just know it's him because he's just going to curl it like he did traditionally for so many oh. years. And I loved the, everything about the guy. Um, he walks into this team, as far as I'm concerned. He's mm. an absolutely exceptional footballer. And I would say, I'd go as far to say this, between 2002 and 2005, he was the best player in the world. Oh. I, I truly believe that. Hands down. And I, yeah, better I'll than Ronaldinho. Better than, yeah. Yeah, I I'll, back you up. I'll back you up on that every day of the week, mate. I mean... The goal he scored against Real Madrid in the Champions League away from home. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that said it all. You know, I mean, you could just see the look on. You watch that goal back. You know, if that if that had been at Arsenal and someone scored that goal and he, you know, run off, run off past the Arsenal fans, you know, the Arsenal fans would have been up, you know, doing, doing what, doing it is what we do when an opposing player scores against us. But if you look and you look at the play, you look at the the Madrid fans sitting in their seats, they're just like. They're looking at Thierry Henry as if he's like the king of Spain or something. They're just looking at him and thinking, what have I just witnessed? This fella has come inside this stadium and absolutely schooled, schooled them all, schooled all the defenders, round, bang. Yeah. In the, uh, It's just like you could see, um, again, you could just see it in their faces. You know, I mean, the, the clapping. You know, I think even some of them are clapping off it. I mean, I remember when Ronaldinho scored a goal in the... In the um, in the game against Barcelona, at the, uh, in the game against Real Madrid at the Bernabeu, and all the Madrid fans stood up and clapped him. I've never seen nothing like it. No, I, I, I honestly remember that, and I think the Madrid fans are good like that to you know to to notice and 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 to big it up when something happens in their ground like that. You know, it's just a wow moment. Um, 
But Thierry Henry for me will always, he'll always, he'll always get into a Premier League eleven. Absolutely, 100%. every single time, one hundred percent. Clegg UK says, "What are the Wafflers talking about?" Well, this evening <laughs> we're waffling on about the best Premier League team. Um, that's the conversation. You've missed quite a lot of it. It's <laughs> you joined the chat at seven fifty three, so it's nearly over actually. So you're going to have to listen to us waffle for a little bit more, unfortunately. I like waffles, though, Craig. Do you? I do like waffles and all. Yeah. Um, I like waffles with chocolate sauce on them. Mm. Not the potato ones, of course. The ones you have for your, <laughs> yeah. you have your the ones you have for your breakfast and stuff. Um, so the second striker that was voted in that vote. Uh, with 154,570 votes. Now, I'm quite surprised about this one. Although he was an absolute legend um, of a striker in the game and for England. And that's obviously Alan Shearer. Uh, the English striker scored 260 um, of them in 441 games for Blackburn and Newcastle between 92 and 2006. Um he made two British record-breaking transfers. And listen to this. A 3.6 million move from Southampton to Blackburn. Imagine, 3.6 million was a British record um, to, uh, for, for, for a transfer. And then, of course, um, moving on to Newcastle. Now, Alan Shearer, when I, came out, when I came out of goal in my younger days, I watched Alan Shearer. I played up front for, for, for my youth team back in back in Clacton. And although I used to watch Omri and Burkamp, of course, but Alan Shearer, there was just something about Alan Shearer that I loved. Um, he was powerful. He could hit the ball. You know, I think he only ever missed one penalty in his whole career. Um, give the ball to Shearer in front of goal. You, you were nearly guaranteed that he was going to put it away. Scored some absolute bangers uh, in in his time. But I'm quite surprised that Alan Shearer got the vote because there's, a, you know, there's more strikers, I think, in the Premier League that could get in. Um, you know, Adele, a.k.a., says that uh, he was a goal machine. He was a goal machine. But I'm looking at Dennis Bergkamp. I'm looking at Didier Drogba. Dan, Alan Shearer, what, what for you, what, you know, Andy Cole, Dwight York. There, there's so yeah. many, you know, there's so many in there. There is so many in there. Um, I understand why Shearer's got the vote because of the amount of goals he scored. Top scorer ever in the Premier League. But I'm with you. Um, I wouldn't. A massive fan of Sergio Aguero. Wayne Rooney deserves to be in the mention because mm-hmm. the amount of goals he scored. Um, you go back further to finishers like Robbie Fowler, Ian Wright. You know, Les Ferdinand, Andy Cole, Dwight York, Drogba, the list goes on. Van Nistelrooy, unbelievable. Yeah, Van Nistelrooy, have a good goal machine, yeah. Van Persie, you know, so many. Um, but 19 years ago today, I witnessed the best Arsenal goal I've ever seen by the player that's going to get in my team, um, Dennis Bergkamp. Um, by far the best player that ever wore the Arsenal shirt, in my opinion. Not my favourite ever player. My favourite player ever player is Ian Wright, as everyone knows. But... The best player we ever had oh, played for Arsenal was Dennis totally Bergkamp. Agree. It was. And that goal yep. 
was the best we've ever seen, in my opinion, in the show. Everyone goes on about Giroud's scorpion kick at Palace and the, the goal Please. against Norwich, you know, um, which was fantastic from Wilshire. For me, Dennis Burkhouse will never be recreated. It will never, ever be recreated. People have tried to half do it and then it's mm. never got there. It has to be Dennis Burkham. I, I don't know how anyone can disagree. He is an exceptional footballer and... I still cannot believe that he played for Arsenal. When we signed him, I couldn't believe it. Uh, and, you know, and he stayed. And you talk about partnerships, you know, so far through this team. I thought, I think Terry and Adams, Vieira and Scholes, Henri and Burkamp. I mean, what a spine that is. It has yeah. to be Burkamp for me, Craig. I, I don't know how much more superlatives I can, I can say. I can't stress you enough can't. how important it is to put this guy in the team. You can't. I mean, Dennis Burkamp, the greatest player for me, I'm sure there's other Arsenal fans out there that might have seen a, a, another player. But again, I, I would like to see the argument um, against Dennis Bergkamp because for me, I'm like you, mate. I can't believe that Dennis Bergkamp played for Arsenal. <laughs> it, when, when I look back at videos on YouTube, I, I lie here some night and I look back at Arsenal videos and you know look back to the good old days when we, you know, when we were free flowing, attacking, free scoring free score inside and Dennis Bergkamp was 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 in the middle of that and that goal that you mentioned away at Newcastle well it, it would never ever be recreated and someone in the chat here has, uh, has said what I was just thinking his international goal that he scored against Argentina oh, uh, from the Deboa cross the touch to kill, a, to kill the ball and then to just bang it in the top corner I mean like you know a lot of people again not comparing well, I suppose I am a little bit, but people can bang on about Messi and Ronaldo. and But really, in Bergkamp's generation, he was a Ronaldo. He was a Messi of his generation. Some of the stuff that that, that, that man could do with a football. Go back. I urge younger Arsenal fans, if, you, if you've never seen him play, go back and watch a compilation of Dennis Bergkamp goals because I tell you what, boys, mm. there ain't one there that's not. No, and he was there so isn't one that's not a banger. Do you know, it's some of the goals he scored. I mean, I'll go back to the one, the one he got against Leicester when the ball came over and he took it down and beat the defender. He done it against Patrick, Tottenham as well. It? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he done it against Tottenham as well when Ian Wright um, absolutely scoffed. I forget who it was, oh, the defender. Yeah. He Wilson, called him in the corner was, and he put yeah. the, put the ball over. Took one touch around and defend the bang goal. The one against Sunderland, that, that yeah, when they were playing at the old, oh, <laughs> yeah. I think that was at the old Roker Park. But that goal was, you know, again, yeah, Dan, that celebration is just like, you know, I, I, I don't even think, I don't even think, I think he was surprised. That it, well, I don't, I don't suppose he was, but the way the celebration was, um, he was quite surprised that it went in. But what a footballer. Mm. One of the best footballers to ever play in the Premier League. And again, mate, a great choice. I couldn't leave him out. I, I, you couldn't leave Dennis Burkamp out. There's there's a lot of players there that you could put in um, in front of him. Alan Shearer being one of them, you know. Like, I'm gutted that, again, with my Arsenal hat on, that Ian Wright doesn't get any mentions because Ian Wright was... oh, He's my favourite, mate. Yeah, he's everything you wanted in a striker. He could shoot, pass, head, poach... His movement was unbelievable. He knew where to go. And the players that played with him knew where he was going to go. And I think that's why it made it so easy for Ian Wright to score Arsenal goals because he just had this kind of telepathy with the midfielders. 
And the goals, you know, again, go back, watch some compilations of Ian Wright goals because, you know, I'm depressing people myself here now just, talking about it. But... To, people think that he just used to get score tappings, Craig. It's absolute no, nonsense. No. This no, guy no. can score from anywhere on a pitch. He, he scored bangers like he did against Swindon. He can score brilliant goals where he's taking it around, flicking it over heads like against Everton. Yeah. He did yeah. that brilliant one where Burkamp flicks it to him and he hits him in the face and he lobs Jalukic. You know, That's there's right. some, against Leeds, there's some fantastic goals from Ian Wright. And, you know, he's my favourite ever player. He's the reason I support the club pretty much growing up, loving the guy. Absolutely yeah. love Ian Wright. But when you look at Burkamp, you ask Ian Wright, Nicholas and Elka, Thierry Henry, who they love the most? It's Dennis Burkamp because they'll put, yeah. he'll put the ball on a plate for you. And I remember when we signed him, Merson said, I think it was two Ian Wright in training. He, he, he saw him training and he said, they must be brilliant into Milan. Because if they're getting rid of him, <laughs> yeah, like, they must be absolutely I know, yeah. and wasn't, there, wasn't there another funny story? Didn't Ian Wright meet, meet him in a petrol yeah, station or something? Exactly yeah. Lane. Clacker yeah. Lane services, and he's like, yeah. "Oh, who's parts his massive beamer over the other side, wrong side of the pump?" And it comes out, and it's Burkham, and that's how they Burkham. first meet. So I've just signed for the club. Yeah, brilliant! What a story that meeting is... each other over the petrol pumps. So Dennis Burkham goes in. Um, so that's the end um, of, of the eleven. So we've gone for Schmeichel in goal, Gary Neville right back, Tony Adams centre back with John Terry, Ashley Cole left back, Ryan Giggs on the left wing. With Vieira and Skulls in the middle. Right wing, we went for obviously Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo. And up front, Dennis Bergkamp and Thierry Henry. Dan, what a team. Would be right to have that now, wouldn't it? Instead of Granite Chaka and like. <laughs> who so else let's, we, got? we got a couple of minutes left. There's your 11. Who's your manager? Uh, that's a really good question, you know. Um, but there's only one, um, and it has to be Sir Alex Ferguson. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't think you can pick anybody else, really. Um, massive Wenger again, fan. Yeah, he was here, again, but I, hate, I hated it. the man. Yeah, I hated <laughs> him as well. I hated but, the man with a passion. But as a football fan, you've got to respect what he could get out of his players. Because... <laughs> you don't you don't win leagues and uh, and become a legend of a manager if you know what he used to get out of his players unbelievable let's not forget that he won the league on his last season with Phil Jones and Chris Mullen at the back and Darren Fletcher mm. in midfield let's not forget that he was an exceptional manager he got the best out of the team the team talks must have been exceptional I'd love to have been a fly on the wall when they were 1-0 down and then they'd go around turn it around 2-1 you've got to have nothing but respect for what he's done in the game and I think that the 90s he probably had the best team in the world in 99. You know, that treble winning season, mm. that midfield of Keane, Skulls, Beckham and Giggs and with York and Cole up front. Jesus Christ. Absolutely exceptional. And he was really good in the market, Fergie. He used to get his business done really quickly. You know, he went and got Rooney. He went and got Ferdinand. He'd go and replace Roy Keane and, and Skulls quickly. You know, he'd go and get somebody to replace on the wing. If he lost somebody, mm. he'd go and replace him. And I think that he always did his business switch. So they were always ready. You know, how many times have we been sitting there last day of the season? We're still not sure who we're getting. And there's yeah. six games yeah. gone. You know what I mean? You look at the situation with what, what he's done in the game. It is outstanding. They've always had one of the best strikers in the league whether it be Cole or York or Sheringham. And then it was Rooney. It was Van Nistelrooy, you know. They've always had the top the, the, the top dog. Um, and then he went and got Van Persie from us, you know. So mm. it has to be Sir Alex Ferguson. Wenger, Pep Guardiola, Mourinho, you know, they, they've all done fantastically well. Don't get me wrong. But, and there is a but, there's no one that comes close to him. 
He was no, ab- absolutely not. And nearly, so nearly, lost his job. Mark Robbins saving his job. Unbelievable, isn't it? Unbelievable. Was it an, e- an equaliser against... Was I don't know who Oldham? it was against. I think it I was Oldham. Was, was it really? Yeah, Might I'm been, pretty yeah. sure it was Oldham in an, FA, in an FA Cup final. They were 1-0 down and Mark Robbins came on and scored an equaliser to take it to a replay and they won the replay. What was that, about 88 or something probably, wasn't it? No, 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 it wasn't that, it wasn't that early. I'd say it was mid... It was it was a real early 90s, I'd say. Oh, OK. Um, but yeah, Mark Robbins come on and scored an equaliser, saved his job and they went on to win the replay and and, and the rest is history. Never Do you know, and what what would the Premier League been without Sir Alex Ferguson in it? I don't know. But we that's might it, have lads. Had a few more titles. <laughs> well, yeah, we might have done. We might have done. That's it, lads. Um, thanks very much for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the show. Quite, you know, it's nice to come on and be calm and talk about other players and playing for other teams, and it's, you know the, the doom and gloom of being an Arsenal fan at the moment. I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, remember to subscribe to the channel if you're not subscribed. Also, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes and Amazon Music. You can tell your Alexa to play the same old Arsenal podcast and we'll come on. Video will be up um, in around 10 minutes time. Audio to follow. Dan, thank you very much for joining me this evening, mate. I have actually really, really enjoyed that. Do you know what's been nice, Craig? It's not just nice always to come on and chat football with you, mate. But that's what we've done is we've chatted not just about the same same old Arsenal. Yeah. We've chatted yeah, yeah. Uh, we've chatted about everything and it's been nice to reminisce, I think, more than anything, mate. So yeah, thanks yeah. for having me on, mate. No, absolutely, mate. Um, pleasure all mine. We will see you tomorrow again at six o'clock. Uh, me and Judges will be doing a question, uh, question of Arsenal, uh, the show where you can come in and ask us questions uh, all night long and we will answer them. So until then, um, take care of yourselves and each other and up the Arsenal. Sports Social Podcast Network.